Okay. Oh. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Young Adult Catholics, a podcast for young adult Catholics. I am Kayan. I'm Janelle. And I'm Daniel. Yes. And for this episode, we are going to be talking about a topic that we are very passionate about and something that's very, very dear to us. Someone who's very, very dear to us. So we're going to be talking about reverence to the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Yes. And as always, we're going to be starting in prayer. Amen. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits, prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Saint Joseph, pray for us. In the Father and the Son. So yeah, we are going to be talking about the source and summit of our life. But let's give the people a little reason about why we want to talk about this. What brought this up and what inspired you to want to talk about this? Based on what I remember from our conversation, we wanted to talk about this because when we're at Mass, you can see the difference between someone who approaches the Eucharist reverently versus someone who doesn't. And when someone doesn't, it doesn't just break our own hearts, but we know that it also breaks Christ's heart, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Referring to our last episode, when it comes to the Sacred Heart, He gave His heart to us, which has loved us so much, but so little does man, does humankind love Him back, you know? And when we receive the Eucharist, like, the Eucharist is the greatest sign, the, not just the greatest sign, but it's the greatest piece of heaven that we have on this earth. Mm-hmm. So why would we take it for granted? And with our experiences, you know, as Catholics and as we've grown in devotion to the Eucharist, I, I think that it's just fitting for us to share about why it's important to us because it's also a reflection of like our love for Christ and how we want to encourage others to do the same, Mm -hmm. to discover at least something similar to what we've experienced so that you may also grow deeper in love with God too. Yeah, so um, for myself, I grew up going to Novus Ordo almost my whole life, basically my whole life. What's Novus Ordo? Novus Ordo is a new mass, the the mass that probably most of you guys go to. um, And... uh, I loved it. It was what all, all I knew. And uh, at one point, too, I was also a Eucharistic minister. I absolutely loved It was an honor, absolute honor, right? Giving our Lord uh, to the people, to his people, um, was an absolute gift. But as I started to learn more and learn more about our faith and learn about the traditional Latin Mass or the Trinitine Mass or the extraordinary form of the Mass, whatever you'd like to call it, um, I started to realize I am not worthy to be touching our Lord only priests should be touching our Lord uh, and, and pass, or um, what's the word, uh, giving out communion, Holy Communion to uh, the congregation. So um, once I started attending the tradi- traditional Latin Mass, 
my eyes opened up and I started realizing the true presence of Christ. Like I knew, always knew Christ was there, but really realizing um, that if I'm about to go, if this is who he says he is, and if I believe what I believe, this is truly God, I need to act like I'm about to receive God because well, yeah. I am about to receive God. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the way how the traditional Latin Mass is set up, it is set up to have reverence to towards God. There's no way you can fail. Like you go up there, you bow, and then you you kneel. You go on the kneeling. You wait your turn. And you wait for the priest to come. You wait for the altar server to put the paten, basically a gold plate, just in case our Lord happens to fall. He will not fall. Any art uh, particle will fall on the ground. It's basically bulletproof to make sure our Lord does not get um, stepped on or anything like that. Um, and so the paten goes under your chin. The priest or the deacon, the subdeacon, will then you know lay our Lord right on your tongue. You stick out your tongue. You close your eyes. You stick out your tongue so that the priest has a nice landing spot for our Lord to go on your tongue. You receive our Lord. Close your eyes, and then you walk away. You go do your prayers and, and thanksgiving for receiving the Holy Eucharist. Um, and then there's other things that I don't want to get too far along, but just the way you dress for Mass, you you have to dress in a way that is pleasing to God, a king, our king, the only true king, the, the king of the universe. Okay, so dress like that. Uh, walk in reverence. Be quiet. Don't disturb others. Everyone's all just a true thanksgiving that you just received God. Um, so I can go into more, but ladies. Yeah, see, that's so different. So I am a church hopper right now because work schedule and then like also um, family preferences and trying to really find like a home parish i would um i we probably mentioned this in other episodes but we all live pretty far from each other i would really love to go to saint vitus which is where he goes um it's just like a good one and a half two hour drive for me from here um so it's not also feasible and my family um you know they want to go us to go to mass together so going to receive the eucharist is pretty it's, it's an experience every single time because i don't know how I am able to receive him. Mm-hmm. My preference is to kneel and to stick my tongue out so that I really like what you said, the Lord has a landing, <laughs> a good landing, landing spot. spot. Yeah, but um, more than more than once, I was telling them about five or six times that I have been asked to, um, I have been asked to stand up or I've been asked to receive on the hand. And it just, it, then it takes away from, um, it takes away from me focusing on receiving our Lord because I feel so flustered. I'm like, why can't I receive the Lord in the way I I want to that has been um, deemed appropriate by the church, you know? Isn't it better to receive that way than to receive like this? And for those on the audio, that was like a <laughs> it was like a weird gesture to be like, thanks. And then, you know. And just sticking um, your hand yeah, out. Yeah, just sticking your hand out. Like a piece of candy. Yeah. And so um, I have like, I have walked back to the pew like crying, like, just thinking about like, Lord, I'm so sorry that I receive you in that way. Like my hands are not clean. And, and, um, you know, the, the, your, the particles, like your body, like what if I, do I wash my hands after, et cetera. And it just gets into this whole thing where, um, where finding reverence for the Eucharist, it is for me, it's so, so important because this is Jesus who died for us. This is Jesus. Like I was just telling them, I, um, I haven't been receiving communion because I haven't gone to confession, right? Because that's how much I recognize that that is Jesus the King and I should be in a state of grace to receive him. 
Um, and so that's why I won't receive him if I haven't got to confession, if I know I committed a mortal sin. And so going back to all of this, I'm a little all over the place, but I um, am trying to find a parish where I can receive him, where the priest is giving Jesus to me reverently, where it's not a extraordinary minister um, giving it. And if so, sometimes I just have to pray like, Lord, I'm sorry. Um, for the way I'm receiving you, but it's because I recognize that Jesus is so, so good. This is our King, our Lord of Lords, who came and humbled himself into um, into bread for us. Mm -hmm. And so what can I do? Because if you think about it, if I were to see Queen Elizabeth II, if I were to see her, I would be like, oh my goodness, like queen, like, you know, like, please, um, you know, the, the, the ground you walk on, like we worship it, something like that, right? But then this is Jesus who comes every single day to us. Mm -hmm. And so what more reverence can I do? Cam, what about you? What's yours? experience so, like? I'm still learning about traditional Latin Mass that, um, that Daniel and Janelle have um, developed and devoted a love for because of the reverence, you know, and receiving the Eucharist. For me, growing up, um, yeah, I grew up attending Novus Ordo, um, the new mass, which technically has only been around, I just found out, like last week, has only been around for less than 60 years. I'm just leaving a pause there because I was like, 60 years, that's it. So decades before that, up until like, what, 1970 or so, it, it was always a traditional Latin Mass. And mm -hmm. personally for me, my journey with the Eucharist, um, really adoration and experiencing the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist by being so close to Him that I can touch Him. Like, aside from just um, receiving it at Mass, I it didn't click until that moment. Mm -hmm. It didn't click until I was on my knees praying, crying, and just being completely humbled by his presence, you know. In photos, photos do not do it justice as to what that tiny host consists of, what that entails. Mm -hmm. And truly, that is the Son of God. Truly, that is Jesus Christ. I'll never forget, um, as I was trying to learn more about the Eucharist and like the true presence of Jesus Christ, um, someone close to me at the time was telling me about the way that he's reverent to the Eucharist. And I, ever since then, I've been practicing this for years. He said, even when the Eucharist touches your tongue, do not chew. Let it dissolve in your mouth. Let it last. You don't want to get stuck in your teeth. You don't want it to be like an aftertaste later on. No, like allow him to dissolve in your tongue until completely he's consumed and cherish who is entering into your body. It sounds, it may sound strange, but ever since then, like I refuse to chew the Eucharist, you know, even if I'm rushed, I'm like trying to get saliva to try to dissolve it faster, mm -hmm. you know, because like mm -hmm. I realize like this is Jesus Christ. And if I can make him, if I can allow him to last, in my mouth a bit longer and give me more time to just thank him for for the beautiful gift of the Eucharist. Why not? You know, maybe it's a few more seconds than just chewing, you know? So ever since then, I, I really realized like, wow, the fact that there's a person who would literally just wait for it to dissolve rather than chew, 
the the tiny host the eucharist like there must be a significance to this tiny host there must be a significance to this eucharist um and then i started kneeling when i received the eucharist and having my hands up as a throne and then before covid i would receive on my tongue for at least a few years until when covid hit like i I also felt the stinging pain <laughs> of being told you have to stand up. You have to give me your hands. It's a, it's a safety hazard. I understand where like priests may be coming from with that. But at the same time, when you receive the Eucharist, you know, you're not necessarily like heavy breathing on the priest's hand, you know. It's a quick plop in your mouth. Like, he literally just places Jesus on your tongue, and then he goes on his merry way, you know? Like, this is, this is the Eucharist. This is the way that God is meant to be received, because God receives us at our worst still, but shouldn't we receive him at our best, mm. you know? And the Eucharist is not... So many people, especially nowadays with all the politics, we do not deserve the Eucharist. We absolutely do not deserve the Eucharist. It is not something to be owed to us. It is a complete privilege for us to even receive Christ. So when we receive Christ, you know, mm -hmm. like the humility of Janelle waiting until after she goes to confession to receive the Eucharist, that is the way it's meant to be because God deserves that. Sure, Jesus will still let us receive him, but we will not receive him totally, fully, freely, and fruitfully because we do not know who we are receiving or what we are receiving. So, yeah. I just want to go, go off. for it. Can I? I'm sorry. I feel like you were going to say something, but um, you mentioned, well, two things. Is um, first receiving, right? The the Eucharistic minister, the extraordinary minister. Um, I feel like those are interchangeable. Yeah. I, have, I personally knew someone who, like, uh, who distributed Jesus. But I know that this is a person who also struggled with Catholicism. And so mm -hmm. doesn't that blow your mind? It's like, and then I, I, like, I was just so uncomfortable with it. Because I'm like, shouldn't this be, like, is this appropriate? Like, and that's when I started going more towards like, okay, now I understand the importance of why it should be a priest and a priest only to um, give, give Jesus yeah. to you. Um, because of things like that. Because you can't really control that. And two... You brought up the whole politics about it, right? Um, and I know this is not the episode focusing on it, but I just want to bring up a shout out to what's his name, Archbishop, the one who um, denied. Oh, Carly, Carly. Yeah, Cordione? I can't say Cordio, Cordio, from San Francisco. But he's the cardinal, right? No, he's no, Archbishop. Archbishop, say Archbishop Cordioni. I pray for him. Sorry, I don't know how to. Can you say it again? Cordioni. There we go. Salvatore Cordelia. Um, yes, for denying uh, Nancy Pelosi the right to, or like to receive communion because she blatantly um, is pro-choice, is for abortion, and that's against her Catholic faith. And um, it, it's like, see, that's the reference we should have for Jesus is like this, you have to believe, you have to be a true faithful Catholic to receive Jesus. And so it's important that we have this reverence, which is why that denial was so important for our church and was so necessary because how could we how could um she be receiving jesus knowing full well her stance is against life which is what we stand for as catholics 
So you just bringing up when you said politics, that just reminded me. So um, shout out to you, Archbishop, if you ever happen to listen to us. <laughs> um, may God bless you always. Thank you for standing up for the truth. Yeah, um, one thing, I think the most important thing, it's not even just reverence, it's, it's just church teaching, and it's a sacrilege if you don't, if you do it, which is receiving our Lord in a state of moral sin, that's, that is another moral sin, doing that. Um, so always reminding yourselves, doing an uh, examination of conscience before you go to Mass, or the night before, and seeing the state of your soul, and if if you're not in good graces in the state of moral sin, do not receive. Do not receive. Uh, absolutely not. Um, and so, yeah, making sure you're in good graces with God. Venial sin, thankfully, throughout the Mass, you'll be absolved of your venial sins. Or you can bless yourself with the holy water. Or you can do act of contrition. There's a couple things to go about it. But um, it was in the Mass of Ages. I forgot how it was said. But if you consume our Lord in a state of moral sin, you're basically eating your damnation yeah. i forgot how it said but it, it yeah yeah it's it sounds scary and they took it out of Novus Ordo. a lot of st stuff about like hell and, and damnation but it's like you need to hear that you need to understand how serious this is and what's mass of the ages mass of the ages is a documentary on the whole vatican II council and how the new mass Novus Ordo mass came to be and um it's a really good documentary so check it out it's also on youtube mass of the ages they've got two episodes um but yeah i that if there's anything you do, please do an examination conscious. Make sure you're in a state of grace um, mm -hmm. before you receive our Lord. Uh, but yeah, those are the, the, okay. I would say that making sure you fast at least an hour before you receive Holy Eucharist. Um, I challenge you to try to do three hours, it'd be really good if you do three hours. Um, dressing reverently, you're about to be in front of God, you're about to consume God, making sure you dress appropriately, nothing scandalous. And always stay in a prayerful state. Um, that's the things I can think of right now. Going back to his number two point, you said three hours. Didn't he just actually shared with us? Didn't before it was like um, twelve hours? Yeah, it was midnight. It was midnight. That's how people. That's how it was before. People knew they were receiving God. The first thing they're going to receive for the next day is our Lord. How people recognize before, and I just feel like the church has, I don't know, not necessarily herself, but you know, maybe people in the church have. I, I, and it's a good attempt to get more people to receive our Lord. I get that. But our Lord deserves us to suffer <laughs> and fast and be like, okay, I'm hungry, but I'm going to offer it up to you, Lord. I'm going to eat after I receive Holy Communion, mm -hmm. not eat right before Mass. Like, don't play that mm -hmm. game. Three hours before you receive Holy Eucharist, let's just say your Mass is 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. I don't even eat before 10 a.m. Mass. But if you're going to eat, the, the cutoff, I would say, is like 7. Mm -hmm. But... It's really good practice. It really is good. It's just another thing to offer up. Um, and you can offer it up for reparation of your sins, whatever it may be. Because wh why wouldn't you want the first thing that you put in your mouth to be the most perfect thing, our Lord? So. Yes. Something that I, if it's okay, that I want to say is, um, I think especially with this state of our society, and not just society, the state of Catholics right now, especially in the U.S., Hearing all of this sounds like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. Don't restrict me or don't tell me rules or don't tell me this or that. We're not here to make life harder for you. We're not here trying to tell you that all of this is going to keep you from joy. Quite frankly, the complete opposite, the in contrast, this is all meant 
for your salvation. This is all meant for your truest joy. You may suffer for a moment such as like fasting, like so many hours instead of just one hour before mm -hmm. receiving the Eucharist. But when you receive the Eucharist, especially after fasting, you will truly, hopefully know how special, how precious it is to receive Christ. Because if we don't develop this temperance, if we don't develop this self-control to be able to say no to certain pleasures in order to be able to fully receive Christ, then do we really, should we even receive him? You yeah. know, I think that our faith, it's so easy to water it down to just like God accepts, accepts me as I am. There's nothing more I need to do. He accepts us, but he calls us to greatness. So what are you going to do for greatness? What are you going to do to show God that you you desire and you truly wish um, to be worthy enough to receive him? You know? Yes. Um, you literally just brought up, I can't find the exact Mother Angelica quote. Mother Angelica might have known her from EWTN. But you reminded me where she says, um, she says like, like, listen like if you don't listen sweetheart you're going to hell like so cute so sweet but it was so true <laughs> because it's full of such love yeah. it's such love she doesn't want you going to hell no one wants you going to hell we don't want yeah, you going no to hell. one wants god does not want you going to hell god wants you reunited with him in heaven yeah. and so as much as that stuff hurts um yeah it, it is it needs to be yeah, said yeah it needs to be said for sure um and also with this i feel like this opens up a broader topic and um you may start off with the baseline. It, everyone's in different parts of their faith, right? Mm -hmm. And you may start off with the baseline, like, wait, is the Eucharist is important? I didn't know that. Well, we'll get the resources for you, you know? And yeah. that's what we're here for because we need to start off with that and understanding in order to get to where what we're talking about now, the reverence. Um, so this is just for our, you know, for our listeners who, just a reminder about, like, how to be reverent. But we understand that there may be some of you who, um, don't even are not even at that point or might, maybe even thinking about becoming Catholic mm -hmm. um, so please as Kayan said you know we're we're not trying to set more rules we're trying to show God's love and like how liberating it is through this way yeah yeah, yeah all this stuff that the church demands of us is again to set us free to give us freedom from especially mm -hmm. from sin uh, sin causes it's slavery we're slaves of sin if we if ever to be a slave, we should be a slave to our Lord. That's the, we should be a slave. He should be our master. You can't have two masters. You can only have one. Uh, let your let the Lord be your master, um, and you'll be happy, fulfilled, mm -hmm. satisfied, and you'll find eternal peace and joy with Him. Um, that's the goal for all of us. We're praying for you guys. That's what we want for all of you guys. Um, yeah. So to sum up. Um, We've talked about each other's, I mean, our own personal testimonies of how it is, how we were before we were reverent and how we try to be reverent now. We talked about ways to be reverent when receiving Jesus. We talked about um, different, different avenues of how to go to heaven and avoid hell in this short talk. But all of this um, is just a small summary. There's so much more to talk about so Jesus much. and the Eucharist. So. Uh, we thank you for listening, and again, we're open. We're, we ask you, ask us any questions or leave us comments so that we can really get to 
help each other out in this journey towards heaven. And if we don't have the answers for you, look for the answers. Look for the answers in the right places. Look for the answers rather than just dwelling on this, sitting with this, and never asking. Because the answers are worth it. And we do pray that um, when next time you go to Mass that you receive reverently our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. Amen. Let's end in a prayer. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Uh, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah, go!